Hey there, April Meese here. As you know, 2020 has been a tough year for a lot of beauty service professionals, and it could get even more challenging in the future. But it doesn't have to be that way if your business is positioned to stand out to the right clients. The thing is, you don't have time to waste trying to figure this all out on your own. Well, What if there was a simple step-by-step system that I could walk you through that would save you months of frustration from feeling invisible and show you how to grow your beauty business with consistent client flow by only focusing on three essential proven actions? Well, good news. In my brand new workshop, I'll be revealing leveraged marketing strategies to help you get more clients and grow your beauty business without spinning your wheels on a bunch of tactics. So We are hosting a free live three-day workshop called Get Seen to Get Clients, and I'll uncover the number one strategy to attract premium clients and bring in five to 10 new clients or more each month. You'll discover my amplified method for getting visibility and conveying your value, how to build a strong reputation as a go-to professional and convert prospective clients into buyers. So much more so you don't want to miss it. Go to aprilmeese.com forward slash get clients or check the show notes for the link so you can register. This is a limited time workshop, so I don't want you to miss it. I cannot wait to help you grow a wildly profitable beauty service business with less stress. See you soon. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm so excited. I have another inspirational beauty boss guest today, and I'm going to introduce her. I'm going to introduce me quickly. The other thing I want to tell you is... After I introduce our special guest, I have some special announcements at the end. Yes, welcome. So my special guest today is Georgie Wesley, and I'm going to read her bio in just a moment, but I'm going to say, my name is April Meese. If I'm new to you, I am a permanent makeup and microblading artist. I've been doing it for over a decade and have my beauty business in New York City. And I also am a marketing strategist for beauty professionals like yourself that want to increase your income and impact And we do that through an online program called Elevate, which is opening in October. Well, this month, I can't believe it's October already. (laughs) And so we also have starting Monday, our Get Seen to Get Clients workshop, which is a free three-day workshop that is packed full of goodness and you don't want to miss that. So I'll give you the link to register for the workshop at the end of this, but I want to read the bio here and let me pull this up. So... Georgie Wesley. I mean, when I read this bio, I was like, I already knew some of this, but I was just like jaw dropped. I was like, you go girl. This is awesome. This is some good stuff. Like pat yourself on the back because this is really (laughs) nice accomplishments here. She has an extensive experience within the beauty industry and has undertaken a range of professional certified training spanning over 20 years, which includes being the founder and CEO of Distinctive Features Cosmetic Tattoo the co-director of Australian Color Technologies, the distributor of Golden Eye Micropigmentation, and the co-founder of Australian Permanent Makeup Artist Conference. She is the winner of Advanced Cosmetic Tattooist 2015 and the runner-up and winner of the People's Choice Award in 2017 for the Association of Cosmetic Tattooing. So awesome. (laughs) And she's also a finalist for educator of the year and cosmetic tattooist of the year for the third time with the Australian Beauty Industry Awards. 
so many amazing awards there, highly respected, and I'm so excited. Yay! Yay. Thank you. <laughs> it's funny when you hear that. people people uh, read that out. I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> you're right. You're like, you're like, I've done some stuff. I know. I've done some stuff and I'm still kind of young. <laughs> that's right. You're like, yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I think if I, I keep on my computer, I keep this little folder that's titled love. Mm -hmm. And anytime somebody says something nice, I like try to take a screenshot of it and put it in there because there are moments where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can continue. And then you go back and you're like, read it and you're like, okay, I am making a difference. I can keep going. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, so good. So we're just going to jump right in. I mean, with all of these accomplishments and it's like, Take us back. Tell us a little bit about yourself and like when you started. Yeah, so um, I started, I was quite young when I started. I was 17 when I got into the beauty industry and it was about two years into it. I was 19 and I was working for a salon and the guy at the time was like, "Um, we're going to bring in this new treatment called soft tap. And I was like, I want to do that. And actually I learned soft tap and we did body piercing all at the same time in the same course. And the course was like four days and we learned upper body piercing, eyeliner, lip and brows all in the same course oh like gosh. 20 years ago. Yeah. And then, of course, there was no social media. There was no phone cameras. There was no anything. And we all just got thrown into our salons with no mentor and said, here, go and do all of this now. And in the end, I was terrible at body piercing, it used to give me an anxiety attack before I had to, the, the other person was getting an anxiety attack. <laughs> so then I said to my boss, I want to stay with tattooing. I really love doing that. And um, do I have to do this? And so I ended up stopping the body piercing and carrying on the tattooing, which was, yeah, just the soft tap, the hand tool for a couple of years. And then when I left that salon, I worked for another lady who did machine work. And she trained me how to use a machine. So that would have been, I would have been about 20 or 21 by then. And and who who taught you to use a machine? Was that Val? Oh, no, no, no. It was just okay. my boss in the salon. Oh. Her name was Katrina. Okay. And yeah. And then I didn't actually do another formal training till about 2006, I think, or maybe about 2004. And that was with actually Donna Moody Martin who's another trainer. She, I think she's retired now, but she was quite very good back then. And I did some training with her when I moved to Melbourne because I'm from Adelaide. And that sort of took off from there. I was still working for other people at this point. And it wasn't until about another six years later or five years later, 2013, that I decided to work for myself after training people, beauty therapy at TAFE and things like that, or like a tertiary college. I'm not sure if you call it TAFE in America. <laughs> um, yeah, but it wasn't until I left my teaching of, of beauty school that I decided to go full-time into PMU in 2013. Yeah. yeah. And then I've just carried on since then. And, and my passion for training <laughs> then came into my full-time job as a PMU artist. And really from about 2014, I've been training ever since. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 And you think about, I know when I got started, it was around 2003. And so I know how much has changed, but when we think about like the industry and all the changes that you've seen, like yeah. what, do you have any predictions or do you see some trends happening that? Uh, I think even just a couple of years ago, I remember saying to some students that I think that when we're all 80s sitting on our porches, we're all going to be saying, do you remember that time when we used to cut people's faces to put hair strokes in their face? <laughs> 
<laughs> because I'm sure that that is going to go out. As much as I'm still a microblader now, it's going less and less and less and we're going more into that nano and more into that machine browse. So I definitely think the change is starting to happen machine-wise. Mm. And I'm starting to see a lot more of the soft ombres now, less of the um, defined ombre brows, which I'm loving. So I'm now training that borderless ombre and stuff like that. How far, how much further it can go, I'm not sure. I've been seeing a lot of people start to do a lot more camouflage with different types of pigments now, which I don't do myself, but I'm really interested in because it used to be a big no-no. We used to mm. be like, no, don't do that. That's going to heal funny. It's going to go yellow and chalky over time. Mm. But I'm really starting to see some stuff that's making me think, I think that's going to progress into something that we can actually do that's going to have the, a, a really good longevity. Yes. So that's something I I'm definitely interested and excited to see. And look how far we've come with like areola too. Like, yes. you know, now like the, oh. the shadow, the wrinkles, the everything, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Oh my God. That we can actually make it look 3D now. Yes. Where, yes. To be honest with you, areola is the most newest treatment that I've been doing. I learned that about four years ago, three or four oh. years ago, but some of the ones that I'm seeing that I'm actually doing a little bit of correction coming up as just discs with like a circle in it. Yeah. And so and because they were never taught that 3D effect and That's now right. with all of these amazing artist trainers are, are able to really get that 3D work happening. And so, yeah, definitely the progression with Areola is incredible. Yeah, so, so good. Okay, so when you first started, can you tell us about like, you know, how did you get clients or what any obstacles that you overcame? Uh, well, obviously when I first started, it was 20 years ago. <laughs> So it was, that was just an obstacle. Dumb by, just telling yeah. people, right? That was an obstacle in itself for at least the first 10 years. Right, I know. It was just all trial and error. Yes. yes. And but and at that time my boss at the time had put like a 50% special out and had put it in the newspaper because that's mm. what it was, mm-hmm. newspaper stuff. Everyone had it in their hand and people would cut out their clippings and bring their coupon. Yeah. Now it, it, when I started my own business in 2013, I remember actually saying to my husband at the time, (laughs) I said, well, how am I going to get busy? How am I going to do this? Mm. And, And he said, well, just start your Facebook page. Just do a Facebook page. So I started a Facebook page thinking... It wasn't going to do anything. And I put it up. And back then I was also doing nails and things. So there was a lot of like nail work on my page. And then I started putting eyebrows up. And I can tell you now they weren't very good. Yeah. We all have to (laughs) start somewhere. (laughs) I could, but within a month of starting to post all of those photos up, I was booked out. And because I had actually lost my teaching job and it was only, and I'd lost my teaching job three days before term had started due to low enrolments. So because it was so close to that term starting, I couldn't actually get another teaching job. So I was pushed into starting my own business Yeah, because there was nothing else for me to do. Yes. So I just had to fly in the deep end and hope for the best. Yes. And, and yeah, so I started the Facebook page, put up a few posts about brows that I was doing had a special, and I can tell you now, and I regret it is undercutting my worth. And I did charge very, very little but it got people in the door. And then every couple of months, I put my price up another $50. And then Mm -hmm. slowly in those increments, and then all of a sudden I was busy. And within six months, I was booked out for another six months ahead. But I think I was really lucky as well, because I was right at the beginning of that brow Mm. boom, of that huge boom. And I was already doing it. And I already knew what I was doing and confident with it. 
I just was just able to fly in and, and start this business, which I always said to myself I was never going to do. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here I am. <laughs> you have to be careful with those nevers. <laughs> nevers, and yeah. always, or nevers and always get you in trouble. <laughs> because it's always going to happen. <laughs> Never is going to turn into an always. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I love what you said there because I think about, I have an expression that my daughter loves, which is every master was once a disaster. And I don't know where <laughs> I heard that, but some, somebody else gets credit for that. But you know, you also, I love that you, you started where you felt comfortable because sometimes you have to get competent before you feel confidence, right? You yeah. have to get started yeah. and if you're not in alignment with your prices. People can feel that. And then, then you can start to raise your prices, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely putting it up every couple of months, $50. Uh, I think for me, there was a problem with that though. And this is why sometimes I regret starting off so low is because the people that I started off low, when they were ready for their maintenance, their maintenance was more than their first appointment. And they were like, well, why do I need to come back? Why should I have to pay that? And I'm like, because things have changed. And if you'd like to go somewhere else and pay less, then go for it because it's supply and demand. And yeah, so I did lose some clients over that. And so I would yeah. say definitely, I probably, if I had time again and I could turn back time, I would have started off a little bit more expensive. A bit but, yeah. but, you know, it is what it is and it still worked for me. Yeah. Well, and then also I think that if the people aren't, if they don't see your worth and aren't willing to pay it, yeah. right, then you, it's almost like, okay, you got to kind of let go. Like I always tell my students, like when you have a price increase, you, you're going to expect that you're going to lose like 10% yeah. of your your whole clientele, yeah. right? When you have that jump and, and that's all right, because you're going to be making more. So you'll, yeah. So you'll make up for it. And exactly. sometimes those people maybe didn't completely value you. And sometimes it's yeah. not about you. It's just about their budget. So it's not mm. even, you know, that. And it's amazing how many of those people have come back now and how many of them have come back for correction work because mm. they've gone somewhere else and they've gone, oh, so I did this. And I'm like, <laughs> Should have just paid the money. Yes, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now you're like, it's going to cost you twice as much now. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, it's interesting because this is, you know, an industry where like, we're going to see their mistakes. It's not like a haircut that can yeah. be like, you can grow out, you know, or no. it's going to have some repercussions. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you had that start. Then what led into training and kind of the path and the conference and where you're oh, going now? I think, um, so I, so I went through a divorce basically. And through my divorce, instead of wallowing in pity at home, whenever my kids went to, to his house, to their dad's house, I would sit at home and write manuals. I, I just started putting everything in my brain into manuals, type, 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 type. And it took me about six months to write five manuals, four manuals. <laughs> but anyway, I wrote all this stuff. The fifth is to come. <laughs> Yeah. And whatever it was back then, it was a while ago, <laughs> but then I was like, okay, well, I've got them now. I need to write a course. So then I started writing out because I was already experienced in training because I was teaching beauty therapy and I was already experienced in writing lessons. So I just started writing out a lesson, working out how long it was going to take and how I think I could put it in that it's going to work. And then, then I trialed the course on my very first student who is actually now my business partner with Goldeneye. 
Yes. And she was like, gave me some feedback on how to fix that, how to fix things and how, what she thought was going to be better as well. And, and then slowly it just grew. And then what I found was also right at that time, all of these Facebook pages started coming up. All of these self, uh, like not self-help, but, you know, community pages for Group. cosmetic tattooing <laughs> came up and a lot of people started joining them and asking questions. <laughs> and I found that... I knew all the answers to the questions people were asking. So I started just putting in my answers. I'm like, oh, well, this is this can happen with this skin. And, you know, if that's oily skin or if that's cool skin, then it's going to do this. And, oh, no, that's just your healing process. Or this is the wrong kind of medication. You can't be doing that. It's photosensitizing. And people started messaging me privately saying, hey, do you train? Do you do this? Do you do that? And then I was like, well, I still work from home, so I can't really do big classes, but I'm happy to do one-on-ones. And so I started training people one-on-one at home. But then this business just started to grow. And I had two toddlers at home at the time. And they would be banging on the door screaming, mom, mom, mom. And I was like, I can't do this anymore at home. I've got kids banging on the door. I'm trying to train people. I'm tattooing somebody. <laughs> so it's not on brand. It's not on brand. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So then I I started looking around for a premises. And so then I found a premises and I was able to start holding classes with more than one person in them. And I still to this day only have four in my classes. I keep them very, very small. And, and, and it just blew up from there. It just word of mouth started coming that um, people were really enjoying my training and, and that I was able to break things down and really make it easy for people to learn. So here I am today with Distinctive Features Cosmetic Tattoo Training, and it's really, really great. I love it. Do you have a favorite procedure? Lips. Definitely lips. Yes. I love it. I think because brows are so everyday and mm. eyeliner is... Mm. Uh, tricky and it can only be on certain people but lips is pink and orange and colorful and and you can have it's just so pretty (laughs) yeah okay so now the next question is what's your favorite you people always want to know your favorite tool needle that type of thing okay so my favorite needle for lips is a one point but my favorite uh, a one point standard uh with a long taper and my favorite for eyebrows is a three micro. So I use a three micro. Love do you it. do more of the whip? Because I'm still, I've been doing it for so long. I do a really big mixture of different movements. I'm not a fan of just whipping everything only because I find that unless you're using the newer pigments, I suppose that have a lot more concentrated carbon in them, will be able to whip most brows in but if you've got a really aged skin whipping's not going to work very well for them it's going to it's going to aggravate their skin and traumatize their skin so i'm very much a fan of color packing and shoveling color in where the skin is more sensitized and it really just depends on the look i'm going for like if i'm doing an aqua lip then it's all pretty much whipped in if i'm doing an ombre most of it's whipped in but i'm going to color pack through some of those areas especially the areas that the skin will struggle to take color more or where the client wants something a lot more defined color packing and shoveling color in and working sort of more back and forth in the skin is really important to learn to be able to get every single skin type successful Yeah. I love that there's so many techniques that we have, right? It's like, not only do we have like so many needles, like paintbrushes, but we have so many different techniques, the way we can use them. Um, Do you have a favorite machine? 
Uh, yes, I currently am using the iCube by Goldeneye and I love it because it's actually, it, it works off an app off your phone. So all of the little oh. movements, everything you can basically like tap, you, you'll click this type of skin you're working on, the needle that you're working with, the technique that you're doing, and it just sets everything with the right amount of torque, the right amount of speed just for that skin type. And I love it. It's really Great for people who struggle with how to make the settings right with the speeds. There's little pictures like of what technique you want. You can just click the picture and it'll come up with the right speed to that skin type and needle. So I love that machine, but it's a very high-end machine, but it's it's an amazing one to work with. It makes Mm. me think of like the Jetsons where we'll just go in, Judy, and then our lips will come out. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just go through the conveyor belt. Like it's almost done for us. Wow. It's kind of like the the, the mask on the Simpsons where he puts it on and and he presses a button and puts the makeup on. (laughs) That's exactly it. That's exactly it. That's awesome. Okay. So so that's your favorite technique, favorite, we talked about favorite Favorite machine. Yeah. Favorite machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And when you are do you have a certain aftercare that you usually tell them or anything that you like? Yes, so I, I really love silicon-based aftercare. So I use a product called Medicone Gel, which at the moment is only available in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, I had to get us on that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, but we are looking at a, an American distributor at the moment. We're in talks, so that should be coming out soon. I'm actually the distributor and manufacturer for that product. So, oh, nice. Uh, so it's my product. Okay. <laughs> it's very similar to another product called Stripe. Med, which I believe you can get in America at the moment. And yeah, I think that's the, the any, really any silicon, I think, oh, what's it called? Pavilion cream is another yes. silicon based. Yeah. So they're all silicon based barrier creams that basically right. create a dry heel, which I prefer. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So now when we're looking at the industry and gosh, like, you know, this year I think has been I mean, it's an understatement to say it's been a roller coaster, but especially for the beauty industry, I think that a lot of beauty professionals, unfortunately, just won't make it. I mean, what we've seen in the U.S. when we had our last recession in 2008, I actually started my business after the dermatologist let me go at that time. But I know a lot of businesses closed down like that. It's just the the history of it, right? With, you know, Mm. some people, that's what they have to do. So now it's just any tips that you have for kind of, I'm not going to say getting through this time, but like, you know, getting the word out, especially, you know, I feel like people might be a little bit more mindful of their budget, you know, going forward. Mm. Right. And I mean, I'm not sure about you guys in America, but we opened up for about four weeks in between. We did this four week open up before we got thrown back into lockdown. (laughs) It's like a teaser. Yeah. But in that four weeks, it was so busy. Yeah that I feel like when we reopen, we're actually going to be okay. It's like back in World War II, World War One. they say that the cosmetics and alcohol industries were the two industries that boomed and constantly boomed because they're the two things that make people feel good. So when people have been in lockdown and been feeling sad and depressed and whatever, the one thing they're going to want is to look good and feel good. And I feel like when we reopen, it's going to boom again because people are going to just want to feel good again and feel normal again. So I think that I'm for those who are going to be able to reopen who haven't closed already, I think they're going to be okay. In fact, they're probably even going to need to get somebody else in because there are some businesses that have closed that are going to have clients that can't go to that business anymore. So we're going to need to find somewhere else as well. 
As for yeah. engagement and things like that, I think definitely staying current on your social media, like even if you put like some stupid video of yourself up, which I con- which I do quite often, I just sit there and talk crap to people, <laughs> but it just engages people and, and reminds people that you're still there. So I think that that's really, really important to bring yourselves back into reopening. I, yeah, I definitely think that there'll be those that thrive. Like I've seen that with students who are saying this is, you know, some of my students are saying this has been like the best month I've ever had. And, mm. you know, because there was that pent up demand and then some mm-hmm. are like, you know, barely staying afloat. You know, it's like yeah. there are people that come that, that just are fighters and are like, I'm just going to yeah. stay present. I'm going to keep yeah. going at it. And that's why I like your tips of you know, doing the videos, staying, keep connecting with people. It's mindset. It's keeping that mindset that I am opening. If you keep getting to the mindset of, oh my God, I'm going to crumble, then you're probably going to crumble. So it's all about, like something I've learned so much in the last couple of years is mindset is everything. It is everything. It's everything. Yeah. And if you sway from that mindset and you go in into a crumbled state of mind, then things are going to crumble. Mm. So, yeah, I feel that just keeping as positive and as, and, you know, if you're still in lockdown and you've got no content, then start working on latex, start practicing so that clients can see that you love your job and you want it so badly that you're working on rubber or whatever, whatever you want, or bananas or whatever you want to do, because that is going to engage people. It's going to engage them and go, oh my God, look how amazing that is on, on that piece of rubber. Even though she hasn't got faces, she so badly wants it, that she's going to keep working on rubber. Yeah. Yeah. She's passionate (laughs) about it. Right. It's passion. Yeah. But when you're just doing nothing and you don't practice, then potentially you could do a couple of you know, not so great eyebrows in your first ones because you haven't kept the skill up. You haven't kept going. And I'm, I've been tattooing for years and years. And I still, to this day, when I've got a quiet day or I've had a cancellation, I'll go and practice on latex and play around with the technique that I haven't done for a while. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. It reminds me of that saying by, I think it's Henry Ford that he always gets credit for it. But if you believe you can, or if you believe you can't, either way, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so if you just keep, and I always say that it's easy, like we all have been there where we have those moments of doubt and we're like, I don't know. And we have that, I call it that inner mean girl voice in our head, like who yeah. do you think you are, or this is not going to work yeah. out. Or, and know. that's, a, that's pure anxiety. It's anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've learned about anxiety, because people that know me know I suffer quite badly from anxiety and deep down I'm strangling inside, but on the outside, I'm like, no, I'm good. But that anxiety makes you make up stories in your mind. And sometimes I'll have my staff even say stuff like that to me and I'll be like, that's anxiety. You're making up stories in your mind that aren't true. Stop doing that. It's not true. You're amazing. So when people are suffering from anxiety, that little demon there just forces you to make up stories in your mind that are not true. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and what happens is in life, you'll find evidence. Like, so yeah. what you start to believe, it's hard to see that it is not a real belief because mm. it feels so real to you. Yeah. And then you start to find evidence for it. So it's like self-fulfilling, which is hard to say when yeah. you're kind of in the moment of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's hard. Like, do you have anything that you do to kind of overcome those like negative thoughts or get past it? Or is there a little trick? Do you do meditation or anything? Yes. So I've got a couple of things and that I learned from doing like a little course on mindfulness. One, having an app for mindfulness is really good. I've got this one at the moment called Breathe. Is it called Breathe? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. It's called Breathe. 
And okay. sometimes I'll put it on at night time to try and switch my brain off. Um, I've also been using these deep sleep drops, which are like a homeopathic thing, which nice. are amazing. And you can also buy the calm ones as well, which are really great if you're experiencing a little bit of stress before your client. Sometimes yes. I'll take those um, if I know I've got a difficult one and it'll just keep me calm as yes. well. But also one trick that um, that I was taught, and especially when I need to speak in front of a lot of people, is to hold my hands like this and squeeze and fight both hands as much as possible because what it does is it expels the adrenaline that's actually running through your body. And when your fight or flight reactions are happening in your body and you've got such bad anxiety and you're shaking and your heart's racing, you need to get rid of that adrenaline. And the best way to get rid of it, I find, is to go like this and press really hard or find a wall and press as if you're going to push through that wall. And when you feel the heat running through your arms, that's that adrenaline coming out. And then once you shake it off, you'll find you will be a lot more calmer. And I find, and I use those strategies still to this day, especially when I've got to get up on stage and speak or something like that, just to try and expel all of that energy. It really, really helps with calming. Yeah. I do the Superman pose because I heard a study like a Harvard yes. study says if you do the Superman yep. pose that you feel more confident or that your arms up like the V for victory, you know? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I do that one and that, that sometimes helps, which people see me backstage yep. and they're like, what the heck is she doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll see me backstage going... Okay, you'll see. I'm not playing. I'm just trying to get rid of the anxiety. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm back there like this. <laughs> the that weird things funny, we do. Like everybody doing these different weird things. <laughs> Everybody's got their pose. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But these things help, right? You know, yeah. it's just the whole, I mean, there've been studies on this stuff that it does help, but even if it was just a placebo of you believing yeah. that it helps, it helps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I think we covered, I was going to ask you, was there a challenging moment in which I think you talked about a few of them? I mean, going through a divorce has got to be like, well, I think, yeah. you know, it's interesting because I always feel like when you go through these things in life, we've all been through our fair share of them, that it really makes you stronger. Like it, you almost find, and nobody wants to go through it, of course, but you find like your voice, you find, I love that you wrote those four manuals during this time. It was like, you took that energy and like put it into that, right? Yeah. And so- like sometimes like the greatest gifts come from like the worst situations or tragedies yeah. or things like that. Yeah, I feel like sometimes when things like that happen, especially for me, like I went through this divorce and for me, my first thought was I need to think of something more than just doing nails. I need to think of something that's going to make enough money for me to live in case I'm by myself for the rest of my life and I have to look after my two kids. So for me, it became a different type of drive as well. Like something yeah. sort of ignited in me, like, wow, my life is about to get totally different. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's like an ignition. Yeah. Yes. And I think, you know, I feel that happened for some people like in COVID, you know, like the whole, it was almost yeah. like for some people, you know, some people retreat in these moments and like, yeah. you know, find, you know, go kind of inside. And then other people are like, it's like a wake up call. Like it shakes them to say like, okay. It's, it's real time. This is not a dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with your life? What, what's what's, what's yeah. working, what's not working and kind of like take a list and then take action. And I feel like even with COVID now, with everything that's happened and so many people were not prepared 
for something like this to happen. So many people didn't put money aside, which is why so many people are going out of business. I think that this is going to also be good for people to now prepare for something just in case as well, in case it happens again. I think people are going to want to start saving. Business owners especially are going to want to start saving and having that pandemic account. (laughs) (laughs) Some people have like the end of the world account. Some people have their bunkers. I'm just going to have the pandemic account so yeah. that it happens again. <laughs> yeah, that, that college fund just got moved to pandemic account. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny yeah. how it's changed. Yeah, so <laughs> if somebody was to say, or what would you say to your, well, two things, I guess. These could be two different things. The first one I would say is, what would you say to your younger self? And then my follow-up question is, what would you say to somebody that is starting, like, Definitely to my younger self, I would have said, start business earlier. Don't be afraid. Because Ooh, but what do you mean by that? Don't be afraid of going into business and be afraid of failure because mm. it's the fear that holds people back. And sometimes the other thing that I experience when I'm speaking on stage or something is, is something that, in fact, Tony Robbins said was use the fear to your advantage. So when you are fearful of something, turn that into excitement and for excitement for what is to come, not fear for what is to come. Right. So don't be fearful of going into business. Don't be fearful because if you do fail, then that is a lesson and you will do it better next time. So, so that is what I would have told my younger self is don't be afraid to do it sooner because I always was like, I'm not doing it. I might fail. I'll go out of business. I'll end up in debt. I'll have staff problems, all of this sort of thing. So definitely to my younger self, don't be afraid. So yeah. take more risks sooner. Yeah, sooner. Yeah. 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 I yeah. heard, and I don't know if Tony Robbins says this, but somebody says that fear is just excitement without breath. But yeah. once you, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you turn it in, when you breathe through it, right, you can yeah. get, your body feels the same thing. Like your mind goes through the yeah. same thing of like, you know, being your heart racing and shortness of yeah. breath, it, the same thing for fear as you do for excitement, right? Like yeah. Just, it's like it's just, fear is the negative and excitement is the positive. So yes, turn it on its back and turn it into positive. Yeah. yeah. And I also like the expression, like, it's like you could take that fear. It's like a hammer. You could use a mm. hammer to build a, a beautiful home, or mm. you could use a hammer to tear down something and destroy yeah. something. So you can either yeah. use it for good or for bad. So yeah, so you would get started sooner, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, would. I love that. I always say to myself, I wish I did it sooner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's so yeah. good. I'm so with you on that. So yeah. yes. Okay. How do you break through or cope on a day or a week that you're feeling like defeated or overwhelmed? Definitely go to the gym first and foremost. It's, and in fact, my PA tells me to go to the gym sometimes. If she can see that I'm feeling a little bit down and a little bit, uh, she'll be like, have you been to the gym today? <laughs> so that's one of the first things I will go and run on the treadmill and go and get out some energy because of course that builds those endorphins. And then for me, I guess it's just going home and just being with my kids and just removing myself from a bad situation. Mm. If I'm feeling shitty, for that day or that week. I've just got to do something that makes me happy. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get stuck in it. Right. You know, so easy, so easy to, yeah. and it's like, it plays like a loop in your head. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it happens. It happens often. And, you know, sometimes, and I hate to bring it up, but there are sometimes people that try and bring you down mm. because of jealousy, because, you know, they might be close by or something like that. But again, the biggest thing that I say to people as well, especially if there's social media trolls or there's a business close by that, that's trying to compete with you, is just remove yourself from the situation, remove yourself from negativity, remove yourself from looking at social media. Digital detox, I can't even tell you how amazing a digital detox is. 24 hours without looking at your phone will change you for the good. So there are days if I'm really bad or I'm starting to feel down on myself because I might be looking at somebody else's work thinking they're way more amazing than me, you need to stop looking, stop remove yourself from the thing that's making you feel like shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, then re- and, then re- and then reset your brain. Just totally reset and then bring yourself back and it's totally a different experience. Yeah. Well, there's and, that expression, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And so you just have to like bless and release them. Just say like, yeah. let it go. And Mis- was it a misery loves company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just come up with all the sayings. Yeah, I know. We love them. <laughs> It's funny because you laugh about it, but like these expressions are real for yeah. you know a reason, right? Like yeah, they're absolutely ring true. Okay, so yeah. now what do you do for like fun or like what are some things that you do to like shake it off or even celebrate? Like if you have, you know, you do that big conference, so that's yeah. gotta be quite an undertaking, <sighs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like once you finish a conference or a time where you're just yeah. like, Yeah, do you give yourself a moment to like take it in and enjoy it, or are you just yeah. on to the next thing, or how do you celebrate? Well, I think potentially I probably have an element of ADHD in me. So when I finish something, it often ignites fire for something else. I'm like, (laughs) right, what's the next thing? Which is probably why I've got so many things going at once, but I really try and relax. But for me, especially like for the conference, I was away from home for five days for that and it was just full on, full on, full on. So for me, after a big event like that, it's definitely just going home and lazing on the couch with a glass of wine (laughs) and a cheese board. (laughs) Yeah, that's sort of for me. And I love Pilates. I'll go to Pilates quite a lot. That that helps as well. And I do love shopping. We haven't been shopping. I cannot wait to go shopping again, to be honest with you. (laughs) I just want to go to the shops and pick stuff up and try it on. And yeah. I just ordered Halloween stuff online. I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll just do it all online. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, actually, we have Book Week here in Australia. Do you do Book Week in America? No. So we have this thing called Book Week where all the young children get dressed up and stuff like that. And and so I had to buy the costumes for my daughters. (laughs) And Lucy's quote was the the acronym for fear, which is false evidence appearing real, which I love that one. Have you heard that one? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so good. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, I've I've heard that one before. So, but here's what you can do. You can say fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah, that's so good. And then I'm going to use that. Or you could face everything and rise. Yes. Ah, see, that one's really good. (laughs) Let me see. Where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? And Uh, and so I've got my two Instagram pages, which is distinctive underscore features, which is a salon name. Yeah, it's nice. And then just my personal, because my salon Instagram has got me plus all of my team and all of our work. And then my particular page, which is Georgie Wesley underscore cosmetic tattoo. So that's got all of my work and random stuff on there. (laughs) 
Yeah, great. And then the business distinctive and it's underscore underscore features. Features. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure yeah. you forget, don't forget that underscore. And that's Plus where we're on Facebook it. as well, of course. Yeah. And they can, that's where they can find the training and stuff like that. Yep. So that's distinctivefeatures.com.au. When the borders open, I'm hoping to be able to get over to, we had already planned to come to America to do some masterclasses actually this year, but didn't happen (laughs) and probably won't even happen next year now by the looks of things so we just have to wait and see but myself and one of my staff are going to come over and do some master classes and things like that yeah well we'll just be it will build up anticipation it's like absolutely before a movie right yes (laughs) yeah it's a trailer that we're all like sitting on our edge of our seat waiting for so that'll be fun yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. And then the, I have two final things. I have a, just to let you think about it, any words of wisdom, well, I'll let you finish with that. But before I do that, I'm going to make the announcement again, that if you have not registered for the free workshop, it's called Get Seen to Get Clients. And it is starting on Monday, October 12th. I can't believe it's here already. And it's going to be three days. We're going to give you a few days to watch the replay, but the replays will only be up for 48 hours. So it's a, it's a short workshop, but it is a free workshop. So we're going to talk about your vision. We're going to talk about visibility. We're going to talk about explaining your value to clients and really helping you, like it says, get seen to get clients. No brainer on the title there. So it's aprilmeese.com forward slash get clients to register for that. And I'll put it in the comments as well. Okay, Georgie, over to you for the final words of wisdom or inspiration that you want to leave us with. Oh, okay. Well, no um, pressure there. I know. I'm like, (laughs) what do you want me to say? (laughs) I think just keep practicing. Practice makes perfect. And don't focus on what other people are doing because when you focus on what other people are doing, then you're going to compare yourself. So only ever compare yourself to yourself and how much you've progressed over time, not necessarily what somebody else is doing. So apart from that, just keep practicing. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. I love that. That's great. See, you waste it. It's just like Pantene shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have that in America, but we like. Do, we do have it, but they must have a different ad there. I'm not sure. What <laughs> they say happening. it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. <laughs> oh, see, I thought those were your brilliant words. Yeah, well, it was, but then I just remembered the Pantene advert. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> It all works. That's right. It doesn't matter if you take it from Pantene or if you take it from Georgie, just take it and go there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Vince. Thank you for your sweet words. And thank you, Georgie, for joining us. And thank you for sharing all of your tips and inspiration. And I just love it. So, okay, everyone, thanks so much. And we will see you hopefully on Monday. Make sure you get registered for the workshop because you don't want to miss it. And we'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.